0: Welcome to the Viadown Podcast for Friday, August twenty eighth. S and P futures are rallying fourteen points; that is about forty basis points. Europe is trading down about ten to twenty basis points overall. Um, there are some notable outliers beneath the surface. So, financials are trading very well. Banks are up two percent in Europe. Notable outperformers. Insurance is trading well too, and basic resources are outperforming. Most of the other groups are in the red. Asia was very mixed. Japan and lower. Mainland China traded well. So a bunch of different themes this morning. There's not any one consistent trend. Um, So obviously the Fed's inflation adjustment received a lot of attention overnight in the media this morning. Um, I think the big surprise was just really on timing of this actual shift. I think most people, myself included, thought the speech yesterday would be more of an academic discussion about why adjusting the inflation target from discrete to an average 2% could be helpful in providing incremental accommodation for the economy. And then you'd actually make the actual formal codification on September 16th in conjunction with the FOMC meeting, they moved forward the actual codification. So you got the formal statement update yesterday, but the real hard part is still ahead of the Fed. So they made this adjustment rhetorically. Now they need to enforce it in markets. So it's one thing to state that you are going to pursue an average inflation target of 2% but you have not even been able to achieve 2% now for several years. So you have to convince markets why you'll all of a sudden be able to get above 2%. And I think that's kind of the hard part. So September 16th, presumably, will be all about that enforcement process. What incremental policies will you actually take to get inflation above 2%? Um, So I think that markets are very right to be skeptical of that. I'm personally skeptical of it. But I think for the time being, there's certainly um, you know, there certainly is enough in the market for a trade to occur, and you're seeing that. So you saw Treasury yesterday steepen, the curve steepen, where you saw two-year yields got pinned down in anticipation of this permanent zerp, and you saw ten, thirty-year, uh, 30 twenty, thirty-year yields drift higher as the messaging from the Fed is is you know ostensibly inflationary, and you're seeing that play out again this morning. Not as dramatically as yesterday, but you're seeing the curve steepen in the US. You're also seeing curves steepen globally in Europe too. And obviously, that's favorable for banks. You're seeing a trade take place in the banks. US banks were very strong yesterday. And again, like I said before, European banks are rallying a lot this morning. So that trade makes intellectual sense. Um, You know, the Fed is inflationary, yields go up. That's positive for banks. Um, You know, I think for the time being, this is all just a trade. I think these are kind of people renting these positions. Um, Again, it comes down to that enforcement from the Fed. And then, why all of a sudden we should believe that they'll get above two percent when they can't even get two two percent to begin with? Um, you know, as far as whether or not this is a big rotation again from the, from growth uh, momentum into value cyclical, I think all that remains to be seen. Um, again, I think you may see some rental type price action take place where people um, try to buy banks to play the Fed. I do not think you've really seen any real selling at a momentum growth. Um, I don't really think you're going to see that take place. Um, you know, those stocks can still go down a percent or two for a couple of days, but you are not seeing wholesale selling in them. And again, if you go back to earnings, you had the blowout Salesforce report earlier in the week. You had another blowout report last night from a, a relatively prominent cloud software company in workday. Um, you know, so to the extent anyone is is thinking of kind of blowing out of Apple, Amazon, uh, Microsoft, et cetera, and buying Bank of America, JP Morgan. You know, I think you are going to see some traders buy banks, but I don't think you're going to see kind of wholesale selling out of tech just just yet. I just don't think the uh, the evidence is there. I think real money is going to want to see whether how this all plays out over the course of several days to see if the trends are sustainable, to see what the Fed does in terms of enforcing that target, um, etc. So for the time being, you're going to see, I think, some trading take place, but not necessarily a real adjustment. Um, so that's kind of the main financial theme is just is just interpreting the Fed and then anticipating what comes next as far as enforcement. Um, like I said, you're seeing it play out in the banks. On the fiscal stimulus front, Pelosi Meadows had a call yesterday, a phone call. Um, that was the first time they actually spoke in person, it looks like, for about 20 days. So I guess you could say that's mild progress, but you still have not resolved anything. Pelosi is still adamant about a $2 trillion plus bill. Uh, Meadows and the White House seem to be adamant about a trillion dollar or less bill. So you have a big gap still. Um, it looks like this process is dead until after Labor Day. There are still a lot of fiscal issues that Congress has to discuss. You have the, the broader government budget deadline on October 1st. You have airlines threatening to slash thousands of jobs on October 1st as well. You had United came out last night and, and kind of um, followed suit as far as formally declaring that they'll have to cut jobs if that um, deadline is not pushed back. Um, so they're going to have to have fiscal discussions when they return in, um, after Labor Day to Congress. Um, but again, I think at this point in time, and this is just an objective comment, the Democrats, I don't think it serves anything politically for them to agree to a mini deal um, ahead of an election. I think that if they are going to push forward with fiscal stimulus, they're going to want Republicans to pay a political price, which means they're going to want them to agree to a very large um, again, $2 trillion bill. So um, unless you see a dramatic weakening in the economy into September, October, um, I just don't think there's going to be enough political pressure to kind of reach an agreement. But obviously, that this is a very fluid situation. Um, on that on that front as far as whether or not you are seeing an economic impact from the expiration of those $600 federal unemployment benefits, um, as well as the exhaustion of those, the one-time checks that went out several months ago. It was interesting. Um, Capital One apparently is slashing credit limits on a bunch of its cardholders. Capital One definitely has a mid to lower end focus as far as um, the demographic of its customer. So, Bloomberg article implies that the factor cutting balance limits is a function of their um, more cautious outlook on on just the labor in, uh, and economic outlook, given the lack of incremental fiscal stimulus. And then the journal had an article too, just talking about how there are indications that grocery spending is starting to um, attenuate, just given again the absence of that of those uh, of that fiscal stimulus. So, we'll have to see if this really plays out in the numbers. The Jobless claims yesterday were kind of inconclusive. Um, you know, they're still very elevated at a million, doll- a million rather, a million um, uh, initial claims weekly, but they didn't. You know, they're not spiking higher either. So we'll just come. That. We'll have to see how that all plays out. Uh, Trump's speech last night was exactly as one. Um, again, kind of very consistent with what he's been saying. He has been saturating the media for the last two weeks. Um, he gave several interviews yesterday. He's been giving several interviews on a daily basis, um, kind of uh, you know previewing a, a fiery hellscape if Biden were to win. Um, again, I don't think you're seeing either convention really dramatically impact the poll numbers. You have seen polls tighten overall over the last several weeks. Um, so now again, you're kind of within the margin of error as far as the battleground averages. Biden is still up about seven points nationally, but those battlegrounds are really the important one. Um, so now, you know, the campaign really kind of k- gets started today, I think, um, with the conventions over. Uh, the first debate is at the end of September. There apparently could be an ABC hosted town hall event on September 15th that Biden and Trump would both appear at, probably not. Um, simultaneously, it would probably be um, you know a, a sequential where one of them appears in a town hall and then the fo- and then the other one follows, um, but you know you're really going to see now the convention kick into high- the the campaign kick into high gear. Um, no effect on markets, I think, from Trump's speech. The Abe resignation in Japan, um, somewhat of a surprise. There definitely has been a lot of chatter um, given his health. He has had multiple trips to the hospital in recent weeks. Um, there had definitely been some chatter when he scheduled this Friday press conference earlier this week that that this could be a possible resignation. He has resigned previously, years ago, because of health issues, and he's doing so again this morning. Um, really, I think very much just a, ja- a Japan-specific type of event. I don't think it has much impact on uh, US markets. Um, and that is essentially everything in terms of major themes and trends. Uh, the calendar for today is very quiet. You're going to have the US PCE at 8:30. Um, you know, we have seen other July inflation figures firming the CPI and the PPI. Um, you know, so the PCE is is forecast to increase versus June. Um, again, I don't. I think you're going to have to see multiple, multiple months of sustained inflation firming to really shift a narrative around inflation. Um, you know we're still, you know, dramatically undershooting the Fed goal. So I don't think the PCE should be a huge market mover. Although if it is firm, it will kind of, it will definitely play into the present theme of the market of of curve steepening and, and positive banks. Um, and that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.